You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. Today, we're going to talk about what's ahead for restaurants post-pandemic. And we're going to one of the experts who has his pulse on what's going on in the restaurant industry, and that's Alex Cantor, who's the CEO of Ordermark and the co-founder of Nextbyte. So welcome, Alex. So first, what what is ahead for restaurants post-pandemic? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me today. Uh, there's there's a lot going on in our industry and, and excited to, to have this conversation with you. So, you know, obviously this last year has been absolutely devastating for our industry. We've seen over 100,000 restaurants permanently shut their doors, which is just a, a really difficult number to even digest. But um, for the restaurants that have made it through to the other side, um, it is a much more... Uh, it's, it's a much different world that we live in today that is, you know, he- heavier on the, the digital side. And it's not really a surprise. Like we, we really expected this big digital shift to happen over the next 10 years. And a lot of the expectations of like in-store versus off-premise and what we thought was going to happen over time really got condensed into a couple months and COVID really accelerated that shift. And, and today... Um, pretty much every restaurant from fine dining to fast casual to QSR has figured out a, a digital strategy, a delivery strategy, and, um, and has had to get really creative to, to make it to this point. So, um, you know, I'm really Im- impressed with, with the way that restaurants have adapted. It's, it's always been, um, you know, who we are uh, as, as restaurant owners is like people who are resilient and will get through a lot and and honestly even pre-pandemic it felt like the the restaurant market was was a bit oversaturated with 800,000 restaurants it was already hard enough to to make it uh to make it work so i'm hoping that what comes out of this is a more uh sustainable model for restaurants where there's hopefully a little bit less competition and it's easier to to compete and participate and uh you know i have a lot of optimism for for what's to come for our industry and when you say, you know, the collective we of restaurants, you do have a long history uh, in the restaurant industry. So if you can kind of, you know, talk a little bit about your background um, in the restaurant industry. Yeah, of course. So uh, I, I come from, I'm actually the fourth generation of uh, Cantor's Deli, which is uh, one of the oldest and largest restaurants in all of Los Angeles. Um, it's restaurants are in my blood and just like my dad and my grandfather um, I grew up working in the family business with the role of adapting it for the next generation bringing in new technology and uh, you know reaching consumers wherever they are and today uh, you know a big part of that happens off-premise and and online and luckily we were able to uh, you know be ready for for that that boom that was happening and, and started really experimenting with um, off-premise back in, in 2008 and uh, really embraced all the change that was happening. And luckily that put us in a great position to, uh, to, to get through all this, this crazy stuff that's happening. So talk a little bit about Ordermark, um, the founding and, you know, and how you were problem solving. Yeah. So, 
you know, I mentioned Canners was really embracing all these these different third party marketplaces. We we realized early on that each platform, um, like a Grubhub or a Uber Eats, pretty much each individual delivery service had their own customer base. And if you weren't listed on these apps, you simply didn't exist to the people who use them regularly. And so we we really kind of went all in on this multi-channel um, approach to to our delivery strategy, and um, the results were were pretty amazing. We we grew delivery to become over thirty percent of our restaurants' revenue, which was way more than what we were expecting at the time, around two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. Um, but the challenge was that we had nine tablets, two laptops, and a fax machine to manage all those incoming orders, which obviously was you know a nightmare for the the, the kitchen and and just for the the people working it was it really felt like uh, the online ordering companies didn't spend um, as much time as they needed to in restaurants and each one was designed independently which meant you know 14 different menus to manage 14 different places where reports lived and so we, we really wanted to take a step back reimagine the entire online ordering experience from scratch in a restaurant and really give a kitchen a, a single you know command center to, to to have full control and oversight over their entire off-premise business and uh, in 2017 i co-founded ordermark with a bunch of really smart entrepreneurs who were very passionate about solving this problem for restaurants and making it really easy for restaurants to plug into all these amazing revenue streams and connect to all these these customers wherever they were and, uh, and we got to work building uh, the first version of the product behind the deli counter of my family's restaurant. And as soon as, uh, as, soon as it was ready to bring to market, we, we immediately found product market fit, um, talked to many restaurants who were struggling with the exact same issue. And uh, you know, experiencing that pain really made it uh, easier for us to, to, to you know, become really passionate about solving this problem because um, we wanted to, to create a better a better way. So, what's the significance of the name Order Mark? Um, the, you know, the idea when we were kind of throwing around different names was was to really enable restaurants to achieve their 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 maximum order potential. And uh, you know, we we really felt like we were unlocking revenue um, when we're when we're bringing this device into into restaurants and this product and. You know, many mom and pop restaurants don't have the products and tools and services uh, available to help them thrive in a, in a, in a digital world that, that we live in. It's kind of the e-commerce phase of the restaurant industry happening right now. And, uh, we, we really wanted to allow restaurants to hit their, their, you know, the, the, the order potential that they, they can, uh, that they can achieve. So we, we threw around a bunch of names and, and felt like that one really resonated and, and just kind of ran with it. So talking about the e-commerce aspect of the industry, let's talk a little bit about NextBite and what that is all about. Yeah, so you know our mission has always been to help um, to help our restaurants adapt and providing them the products and services and tools that they need to uh, to, to to really reach consumers wherever they are. And and you know the way that we designed our technology with OrderMark. Um, it started growing to become popular amongst the the cloud kitchen and, and virtual restaurant world. Um, anyone who was trying to run multiple brands out of a single kitchen really needed uh, management technology to bring all those systems together into a single device. 
And uh, we realized that we had an opportunity to, to really create this whole turnkey delivery only solution um, that we can bring into restaurants that already are using our technology um, in their kitchen and very quickly, you know, turn on a second brand or a second menu out of their existing operation. If you think about um, the fixed cost of restaurants, you know, the rent is fixed, the lights are already on, the staff is already in the kitchen, whether you're doing one brand or four brands out of that, uh, out of that infrastructure. And so we created Nextbyte to really create this, this turnkey portfolio of virtual only restaurant brands that are specifically designed for a delivery experience. And what we're doing is we're, we're partnering with restaurants and teaching them how to uh, become a fulfillment partner for these concepts where all they have to do is buy the food and make it a specific way that we're, we're teaching them. And uh, we do all the work to drive demand and create incremental order volume for the restaurants that we're, we're working with. And uh, bringing these virtual brands to life really unlocks new revenue channels for the restaurants that we're partnering with um, to, to actually make the food for these concepts. So we, we've now brought um, over 15 virtual brands to life across hundreds of, of restaurants in the U.S. Um, it's, it's been a really, really meaningful way for us to drive incremental revenue into the restaurants that we're, we're serving. And, you know, we've had many of our of our restaurants who, who turn on Nextbyte have told us that those extra orders that they're getting every day from these new concepts that we've brought to them is what's keeping their doors open and, and keeping keeping their uh, their business sustained and and you know, we're, we're, we're all about trying to create a more sustainable model for restaurants. And part of that is focusing on profitability, not just top line revenue. And when we're bringing them this incremental order volume and paying them to make the food for us for something that costs them a lot less to actually produce, that's extremely profitable revenue. We've heard some of our restaurants tell us that um, each incremental order that we're bringing them through Nextbyte has upwards of a 30% profit margin, which is completely unheard of in the restaurant industry. There's nothing that's, you know, nearly 30% profit margins in, in what we're doing. So it's just a really exciting new opportunity for restaurants to really expand their offering and and be able to to reach new consumer types just by launching new concepts and menus out of their existing operation. What kind of concepts do you look for and explain some of the concepts that you currently have? Yeah. So when we, uh, when we think about bringing virtual brands to life, there's a couple of really important components to, uh, to getting it right. Um, it starts with, first of all, you know, what's performing well on delivery. And we, you know, we look at a ton of data um, from a lot of different sources to see you know, what's selling in which markets at what time of day. Um, what upcoming trends are becoming more and more relevant, um, and and that's you know that's that's just one component of this is the demand side. What's what's even more important is really optimizing um, for creating concepts that are non-disruptive to a restaurant's existing operation. You know when we go into a restaurant and tell them, you know we have these these new menus and brands that you can turn on out of your existing kitchen. You know, it can't be something that completely disrupts their existing operation. It's got to be something that's really easy for them to execute that doesn't require a ton of prep work or extra storage or new equipment. And so, you know, some of our brands are, are really focused around a certain item like Grilled Cheese Society, um, which is one of our grilled cheese concepts, um, where we're, we're basically 
you know, have a handful of grilled cheese sandwiches that are really low food costs, um, really easy to reproduce. And we're going around to restaurants and partnering with them to teach them how to make these specific grilled cheese sandwiches. And then we can put Grilled Cheese Society on DoorDash, on Uber Eats, on whatever platforms are available or relevant in their territory, and basically turn on extra orders out of their kitchen for this second concept. Um, and, and it's a great way for any restaurant that has the, the capacity to handle you know, more orders out of their operation to, to quickly light up this, this new revenue stream. And, um, and it's, you know, it, typically when, when we're thinking about these brands, it's got to also be food that holds up well and that is specifically designed for an arrival experience. And when, when we're creating from scratch for an arrival experience, we can really start to think about, you know, what is the right packaging? What's, what food should we be avoiding um, in, in general? Like, you know, French fries typically are not something that hold up well in a delivery experience. So a lot of our menus will have tater tots instead because they actually retain heat for longer. And if you drive them around for a half hour, um, they're still very good when they arrive. So, so we're really thinking through and being thoughtful about um, really the, like the arrival experience, not just what food is, is going to you know, be cheap or taste good when it's being made, but, but uh, really thinking through that whole delivery optimized component. And then when you were talking about training of the restaurant partners, what kind of process is that? And how long does it take to ramp up to get a virtual brand going? Yeah, so our typical onboarding time uh, from a restaurant saying, you know, light me up with more brands to taking their first order is really a matter of just a couple weeks. We've actually um, done even faster rollouts before for some, some uh, restaurants that are eager to get started faster. But the idea is really, you know, if you already have an order mark system in your kitchen, um, we can actually have th these orders for, for all these next bite concepts print out of that same device that's already there. Um, if you're a new restaurant that is not using order mark today, we simply ship you a device, get you onboarded, and we can drive all the next bite order traffic into this single device in, in the restaurant, which, which makes it really easy from an ops standpoint, uh, to be able to, to layer this incremental revenue on top of their existing business. And more importantly than anything, it's also giving restaurants flexibility through our dashboard. Um, restaurants can uh, look at, not just look at all their reports in one place, but uh, they have full flexibility over, um, you know, menu control and, and, and 86ing items and pausing service if, if they're really busy in their restaurant. You know, if you're a restaurant and you've got a huge line out the door and a big party is walking in, um, and you don't want to take extra virtual restaurant brand orders. You simply walk over to the order mark dashboard, click one button, and, and you have full control over throttling the order volume that's coming in. And that, that flexibility is, is a really critical component to, uh, to not, to, to not disrupting that, that restaurant's operations. And, you know, the, the fact that we've baked that into our technology is a really important infrastructure layer for us to, to, to do what we're doing successfully. So now you're working with some pretty big names through NextBite. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, some of our, our um, most recent exciting collaborations include some celebrity uh, virtual restaurants that we've we've collaborated and created, um, including uh, you know just just uh, the other day we launched 
um, our, our new George Lopez tacos brand, which is very authentic, um, you know, Mexican style, build your own tacos, which, which is a really fun idea in a, in a delivery format. Most, um, most tacos that you would order on Grubhub or on any of these platforms come already assembled and, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't hold up as well when, when, uh, the tortilla is getting soggy and, and everything. And we've, we've really collaborated with George and, and his team to, to build this, uh, this really fun interactive experience where you can order, you know, a pile of carnitas meat with a stack of tortillas on the side and kind of build your own and assemble, um, tacos to your liking. And, um, we, we just recently launched that across, you know, most major cities, which, it's already doing uh, very well, and 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 previous to that, we did a, a fun collaboration with Wiz Khalifa, the rapper, to uh, basically launch this stoner style menu uh, called Hotbox by Wiz Khalifa, which is really kind of munchy food, if, if you will, and uh, it's got some really fun items in there, like um, fried mac and cheese bites and and hot Cheeto burgers, and you know stuff that really resonates well with the, with the, the stoner community. And that, you know, that was a really fun collaboration that we did at the end of last year. And, uh, it's, you know, it's really exciting to, to see restaurants taking on these concepts and driving incremental orders into their kitchen. And, and when we're, when we're thinking about these collaborations, it's really, you know, how can we drive the most order volume through the restaurants that we partner with? Because ultimately that's what we're trying to accomplish is, bringing that meaningful incremental business to, to restaurants rather than competing with them or building new kitchen infrastructure. Like we are not in the business of renting kitchens or cooking food whatsoever. We're, we're really um, here to partner with restaurants and, and unlock the ability for them to just simply do more out of their operation. So what was the order mark slash next bite pandemic experience like? Um, you know, the... Uh, it was a really uh, interesting thing that happened for, for our business. In the beginning of uh, 2020, we had a lot of good momentum to, to start the year. We were kind of ramping up um, both Ordermark and, you know, our, our whole virtual restaurant side of the business. And then, you know, in March of 2020, I think we had the most restaurants ever sign up for our service because all these restaurants are scrambling to get on all these delivery platforms we had restaurants coming back to us um, from, you know, conversations that we had 12 to 24 months previous to that saying, hey, you know, I didn't think I needed to be on all these platforms, but now I absolutely need to now that I'm shutting down my dining room. And um, it was a really, really hectic and busy time for us. We had some rollouts that, you know, got pushed um, ahead of schedule where we, we were supposed to roll out some groups like within the next couple months and they called us saying we need to have all of our locations live by Friday. It was just a huge team effort to, to really help these restaurants get through um, those first couple months. And, and you know, when when restaurants had um, no ability to serve, you know, dining, dining business, they really were, were um, ha they really had more extra capacity in their kitchen than ever before. And it was even more important to make up for that loss, you know, revenue of, of all that loss in foot traffic. So it, it became really obvious to us that NextBite was a really, really important solution to focus on for our restaurants because nothing was more impactful 
at that time than actually bringing new orders every day to, to the customers and restaurants that we were serving. So um, Next Bite really started to, to, to take off and um, that, that attracted some, some really exciting investors and, and allowed us to, to complete um, a, a major financing round at the end of last year with SoftBank, which we cannot be more excited about that partnership and relationship. But SoftBank really got excited about um, the way that we were approaching this market. And instead of building new kitchen spaces or new infrastructure to uh, taking a step back, there's all these ghost kitchen companies that are like building new infrastructure and new kitchen spaces. But we we kind of are, are looking at this differently. We, we see the hundreds of thousands of restaurants in the U.S. as underutilized assets as it is. And we don't really see a need for more kitchen space when when every restaurant can be doing more out of their existing operation. So, you know, I think we, we found a good place to focus on, which is helping restaurants do more. And uh, and SoftBank really believed in, in that vision and that mission and, and, you know, wanted to accelerate our ambitions. And um, it's allowed us to really scale up our company. We've, you know, tripled in, in employee count just in the last seven months, um, which has been a lot of fun. And, and you know, it feels like we're just getting started in, in so many ways. And, and there's there's so much um, there's so much potential to, to really partner with the restaurants to, to unlock these new revenue streams. And the fact that consumer behavior has changed, you know, even more drastically where there's more people ordering from their smartphones and, and all these online ordering companies grew so substantially. Um, it, it's, it's creating this whole new opportunity to create brands that only exist online that could be very successful. And that's, uh, that's what we're doing with, with Nextbyte now is, uh, is creating that next generation restaurant um, that is specifically focused on the delivery side of the house. And, and you know, we see an opportunity to for the next sweet greens or the next Chipotle is to be these virtual brands that are that are addicting and um, have consumers ordering on a regular you know, weekly basis. Um, and, and that's what we're striving for. So in in what other ways have you seen guest behavior kind of evolve? You know, one of the one of the interesting things that, that has changed uh, in a post-pandemic world is that the ordering demographic itself has, has changed quite dramatically. It used to be um, a lot of 18 to 34-year-olds that were the ones who were, who were placing orders regularly on these platforms. And that age demographic has really dramatically expanded to include pretty much all age groups. Even, you know, even my grandpa is now a power user of DoorDash because he couldn't leave his... Uh, his place for the last year and uh, wanted to find a way to connect to the restaurants that he loves. And, um, you know, now that the pandemic or that he's vaccinated and, and, you know, things are starting to open back up again, he's still using DoorDash multiple times a week. And that, that kind of behavior pattern is something that, that many, many people are doing today that they weren't before. So just the amount of volume going through these platforms is still substantially higher than where, where we were um, in a pre-pandemic world. So what's next for delivery-only models, you know, particularly as more people return to the indoor dining experience? Yeah, so, you know, obviously there was a certain point where there was where the shift was dramatically, you know, leaning towards off-premise because there was no option to eat inside of a restaurant. Now that uh, most cities have opened back up, at least partially and some fully, 
um, there is this kind of rush to, to get back to, to restaurants. There's, there's people who are always going to crave experiences and that's why restaurants exist in the first place. Um, and, and, you know, we think it's great that, um, that restaurants are returning to some normalcy from an in-store dining perspective, because ultimately, you know, that's, that it's better for restaurants to have, you know, both channels opened up. It's, it's not all restaurants were designed for a delivery only um, you know, business. And, and so we're, we're really happy to see, um, that, that all these restaurants are opening back up again and there's lines and, you know, wait lists and <laughs> reservations are, are coming back. Um, there are still a couple of categories that are, that are, that are completely missing, like catering. Um, catering was a big thing for a lot of restaurants and, you know, I, I'm not sure catering will ever be the same, um, but buffets are something that, that has dramatically changed forever. Um, you know, I'm not sure how people feel about buffets coming out of this, but um, th there are some fundamental changes just to, to the workplace in general, the way that um, businesses operate and travel is different now. And, and those will have impacts on this industry. Um, and, and I think you know, it's good that every restaurant had to figure out a digital strategy or, or an off-premise strategy because that will continue to be strong coming out of this. And now everyone has like kind of made those those infrastructure changes to, to accommodate for that. So. so what lessons should restaurants take away from the pandemic to make them better able to survive in the future? Um, I always go back to, uh, you know, this, this adapt or die mentality that uh, I think Canners has always embraced for, for many years, which is, you know, we live in a, a fluid world that is ever changing. And, you know, Canners has been around for 90 years now. We've survived world wars and, and recessions and um, earthquakes and fires and um, now a pandemic, a global pandemic. And, and I think the way that we've gotten through is just by embracing change and experimenting. And uh, I, you know, I always encourage restaurants to, to continuously experiment, see what works, what doesn't work, and, and never, never get um, complacent when it comes to like, oh, things are working now. Like, you know, the, the last thing I ever want to hear is like, you know, don't fix it if it's not broken. And like, I, I think that's a really dangerous mentality um, moving forward for anyone who's, who's in our space. So what are what do you see as some key challenges that restaurants are facing now and challenges that your own company is facing? Yeah, I mean there's there's never a dull moment in this industry. Right now there's there's huge labor shortages and food prices are are skyrocketing. Um there's there's currently a chicken shortage happening that's affecting a lot of restaurants. There's never it's never a, a peacetime <laughs> experience, unfortunately, uh, for for restaurant owners. So we always have to be on our toes and, and you know experimenting, figuring out best practices, talking to other restaurants to, to figure out what they're doing um, to to get creative. And um, for you know for our business, I think it's really just helping our our restaurants navigate these tricky situations that are constantly changing and evolving and. Um, it's, you know, it's a challenge that we're, we're fully ready for and excited about, and, and uh, it's, it's part of what we do. So. so tell me a little bit about Order More Cares and why giving back is such a big part of your company culture. Yeah, you know, we started Order More Cares to really um, expand the, the way in which we're 
um, giving back to the communities that we serve. We realize that delivery is a very powerful, um, a very powerful thing that you know can help um, basically allow people who can't go to restaurants to can still connect with the restaurants that they love. And we have found, you know, we've leveraged our partnerships and our network of restaurants to, to donate um, tens of thousands of, of, of dollars and gift cards to uh, kids who are in hospitals who um, are not able to connect with the restaurants that they love, uh, giving them a chance to do that. And, and it's been a really rewarding experience for us. We've always, part, you know, part of our company culture is, is giving back and, and, you know, going through the whole Techstars community. There's this, uh, there's this big uh, idea of embracing this give first mentality and, and it's always been something we've been passionate about and, and we're excited to be able to leverage our, our connections to, to help the, the community. So what does your family think of everything you've accomplished? <laughs> um, well, you know, my dad, my dad said, uh, if you're, if you're going to do anything besides take over this restaurant, you better kill it in whatever you're doing. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm just glad that, uh, we're actually helping restaurants and he's, he's super excited to see all the impact that we're having, you know, partnering with thousands of restaurants now and, um, I think it's uh, I think it's a really exciting moment in time for us. So you're an LA guy. So what makes LA such a great restaurant town? And what's your go-to order at Cantor's? Um, you know, LA is um, is a really diverse city for food. There's so much to to offer here, um, from you know authentic tacos to to Koreatown, which has some of the best food in my opinion, and um, you know, I, I absolutely love um, being in the city for food. I'm a huge foodie in general. I, I love restaurant culture. And, um, and you know, growing up in Canners, I obviously, like, constantly was, was eating that food. And, and I love, you know, the, some of the classic stuff like the pastrami and the, the matzo ball soup. And I was constantly innovating to, to try to find new ideas for, for, for the menu and, um, I think all the classic Jewish deli stuff is really what we're known for. So what would you expect to see in the restaurant of the future? Look different in the future. The, the, the need for a large seating capacity is becoming more and more irrelevant. Obviously, there will be you know restaurants that are specifically designed for the experience side. Um, and then there will be restaurants that are designed specifically for convenience and delivery optimized. So I think... What we're going to see is just the square footage of restaurants continue to diminish. Um, kitchens might end up being a bigger percentage of the overall square footage of restaurants. And, uh, you know, I, I think ultimately it, it will still always be about hospitality and food. And, and if the food isn't great, restaurants won't survive. It's, it's you know, it, it's kind of the ante to play. Um, but I, I, I do see just the, the physical layout and landscape changing. Um, over time, it already has started a bit, and uh, and I expect, you know, even places like Canners that have a very large seating capacity, it's it's typically you know more more than half the time, like, you know, it's it's at a very uh, small percentage of the overall capacity is, is you know it's it's how it's being filled right now, and and I think. Um, you know, many restaurants are experiencing that same feeling of like, why do we need all these seats in a restaurant anymore? So perfect. Thank you so much.